All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tech Watch Radio, where we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. NPITechGuys.com for the podcasts and for our show notes, not to mention our incredible news stories that get rolled out uh, every day from NetworkProvidersInc.com. Uh, and we would love to serve you in the tech industry. We want tech to serve you, not own you. Remember that. And welcome to another edition of Tech Watch Radio. Hi, Jay. How about it, Sam? Oh, man, Facebook scams are still all the rage, my friend. No, <laughs> oh, that'll never stop. That'll never stop. They just come in waves, I think. You know, it's that time of year. You got that right. By the way, last uh, episode, we talked about Tandem, this uh, app that gives modern couples the ability to manage their finance. And uh, they say it gives you the experience of a joint account without actually having to have one. I'm just telling you right now, I think that from a financial point of view, it may be a good investment because I think it's going to be snapped up by a lot of people. And I think what you're going to have is a huge wave of people jumping on this app, loving it, thinking it's incredible. And then mm, pretty soon it isn't so fun. I don't like this. I can't get my I what. Hey, they took my whatever, because remember, Tandem gets all the information on you. So I'd be very careful of apps like you that. might actually end up being the product there. Yeah, no question. All right. There you have it. You also might be hostage to whatever happens down the road based on if they get courts involved when people split up their finance. You know, it depends on how graceful it is at the extraction plan or the it isn't going as I intended plan. And then, you know, things are going to change. And whether it's going to be a company nightmare or just an individual nightmare, I don't know. But the nightmare is sure to come to pass with that kind of an arrangement, in my opinion. In other words, I want you to commit to something and sign on the dotted line, but I really don't want to commit. Yeah. I really don't. Next tandem will also recommend in a, a lawyers, you know, just a small commission. <laughs> and what I need to do is make sure that I can control what you can see. So I'm willing to share with you as long as you can only see 10% of it. And then somebody else is being like, wait a minute, that's not what we talked about. And anyway, you're off to the races. So anyway, I, I would uh, warn you against that app for a gazillion reasons. Uh, but most of this is social in, I guess, discussion compared to tech a little bit. Uh, but I do believe that you don't want your tech to become your social nightmare either, right? And that's why we bring it up. No. This tech will own you, uh, probably not serve you as well as you may hope is the point. All right, SpaceX launches the first batch of what they call direct-to-sell Starlink satellites for testing this year, Jay. Yeah, this is fascinating. So um, T-Mobile is setting this up with Starlink. And they're going to allow subscribers with ordinary mobile phones to be able to call, text, and even browse directly from satellites instead of cell phone towers. Um, you know, mostly there's not been huge technological changes um, with cell phones of the fast, over the past couple of decades. You've gotten better speeds and things like that, but you still got it. But this transforms things because there's still a lot of areas, especially out west and uh, rural areas and places where there isn't good, if at all, cell phones. I mean, for example, in um, national parks, they don't generally allow cell phone towers anywhere. So you have some of these giant national parks out west, and there's just no coverage in huge areas of that. And them to be able to make and deploy these satellites that cell phones will be able to interact with without, you know, they, we've had satellite phones. We've had Iridium and these other um, vendors. In fact, uh, Sam, don't you even work with one? I've heard an advertiser before um, of one. But um, they have... You know, they're big phones. They have big, these antennas that come out. You see them sometimes in movies oh, and yeah. stuff. And um, and they're very expensive, too. You know, a dollar a minute or plus more than that for yeah, connectivity. Yeah, usually 120 bucks a month for an account, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, double what your cell phone is and a whole lot less uh, usable, so to speak, in terms of time. 
But again, if it all calms down, it would be a great thing to have. It would be amazing. I think it's pretty cool. Um, as long as you have an open view of the sky, you can use these um, these satellite phones. Which what, and it'll be kind of a hybrid, which is also very interesting. So T-Mobile will be able to use their terrestrial towers, but also use the satellite when you're out of range or um, maybe towers are down. Maybe it's a local problem or disaster or something in your area. Um, I think it's very cool. All right. So the details of this are kind of interesting, Jay, that I find kind of cool. The company launched six Starlink satellites with this capability with a batch of 15 other satellites for their bird, the Falcon 9 rocket, or where they sent that dude up and they got them ready to roll. They say the approval, which was granted by the U.S. Federal um, Communications Commission, was for a 180-day test. That's the approval they got. And SpaceX said the test would eventually involve 840 different satellites transmitting 4 gig of connectivity. What? Oh, no, 4G. I'm sorry. That's the speed. 4G connectivity to around, what do they call it, 2,000? Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, 2,000 unmodified smartphones. I guess that's the uh, test. And the satellite will act as the tower for the cell phone, they say. The website estimates that texting will be the starting uh, available this year with voice and data services started in 2025. Now, I guess they'll have to still get regulatory approval before commencing commercial service. And Elon Musk says it will allow for mobile phone connectivity anywhere on Earth. He said, but there's caveats. And then he says this, um, you know, we'll have some caveats or whatever. Now, there's limitations to all the different technologies rolling this out. But there's undoubtedly a race with these companies that are looking to go direct to sell market. The, the, the whole thing is heating up in a big way, Jay. So these companies that used to do this or that, you know, have done this for a long time are out there, but they use the satellites that are way, way, way up in the sky. These satellites that uh, Elon Musk has are way lower and a lot more satellites. Instead of a few satellites up there, it's a lot of low orbiting satellite, right? Well, anyway, I bring this up because, hey, he's going to beat them on latency and everything else if I don't have to have this special, you know, Martian phone like you pointed out. And if I don't have to, I can just use my normal phone. Uh, and then if I can have these low satellites, the delay is less and the, you know, consistency and clarity is better and everything else. Um, he's on to something for this market. It might turn it into a real market. Now it's a market for those who really have to have it or have enough money to have it or whatever else. It's kind of for the rich and famous and, and government and necessity people more than it is for day-to-day life. Uh, Elon could change that game. And I think when he does, uh, it's going to really be something. I think the satellite phones are very cool, but I just can't justify my expense for it. I mean, how often would I really use it? And the answer is once in a while for fun, maybe, if something else isn't working as a backup or in an all-calms-down situation like some kind of a um, you know, natural disaster or something like that. Um, but for the most part, I don't see that I could really afford it monthly. I mean, it's just too much of a drain for me. But, man, if they can change that game and bundle it with something, we're getting somewhere. And especially if I don't have to have a special device for it, I can just – you know, do something in my device, activates and knows it's the tower instead kind of thing. We're getting somewhere. So uh, it's pretty impressive what's happening and where this is going to go, Jay. Well, you have to wonder also, and it all, all calms down, if it's a regional, like say a hurricane hits an area or something like that, 
um, the satellite phones would still be working. But if it's a, if it's a really big national or global uh, problem, I, even the satellite phones I think would probably be down or they'd be bottlenecked at different areas. So I don't know that that's it depends on the scenario, of course. But what I don't understand in this um, yeah, but scenario. That's why the texting, before we get to that, that's why the texting is so valuable. First, though, because oh, yeah. you could literally, right when it goes down, if it's gnarly or whatever it is, and you could send off a text to your family. And if they could get it in another part, if it's a regional or something like that, you could say, listen, we're all okay. We know this happened. We'll be in touch soon. Don't worry. We're all alive. We're all good or whatever. You could communicate a lot of quick bursts this way uh, and really you know, do a lot of good and provide a lot of comfort to people and everything. If they can get this to a cost that is manageable and a flexibility of, uh, you know, I've, I've got it on my own device so that I don't have to have something charged up that when, oh, man, now the crap hit the fan and I don't have this thing charged because I didn't check on it last month or whatever. Yeah, you, especially with a you know, dedicated you get device. To, you get to where it's legitimately usable on a at a moment's notice or whatever else, and you lower the cost and decrease the latency and everything else. Man, you're doing some cool stuff now, right? And the important part is they're saying they're doing this on unmod- unmodified normal cell phones, which that yes. so the knowledge gap to me is I don't know how a satellite. I understand that it's low orbit, um, but how is it? How is the cell phone transmitting to the satellite without using more power and vice versa? I could see you know the satellite maybe being able to get to boost a signal and get down to Earth, but. It's amazing technology. I'm very interested to see this develop. And like you said, with texting, you know, that's a very small bandwidth just to send text back and forth to people. And, you know, you could have the whole globe probably communicating if it was text only messages and um, and still be able to sustain that where you might not be able to sustain, you know, hundreds or hundreds of thousands of voice calls. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think it's cool that T-Mobile's doing it. I would have thought that some bigger provider like Verizon or, or AT&T would have done this. But I think T-Mobile has to do these kind of things to stay scrappy and relevant. And they're the ones that are pioneering it. And I think good for them. T-Mobile's been doing a lot of good stuff lately. I think Sam recently is uh, playing with T-Mobile stuff too, aren't you? Yes, I am, sir. So I basically moved my cell phones from uh, Verizon to T-Mobile. All uh, of them? Because T-Mobile, yeah. Wow. Yep. I'm I knew you were toying with it, but I didn't know if that was a, co- a complete decision yet or not. Yeah, it's already done. It's all done. And I, I, I did it because T-Mobile back in the day wasn't near as good. But, man, T-Mobile is really up their game at a cost that makes sense. When they merged with Sprint, they got a bunch of capabilities that they didn't have before. And, you know, they're not the third-rate carrier they once were by any means. I was with T-Mobile in the very early days, and it was like, yeah, it doesn't cover very good, but at least it's cheap, you know. I remember one time when uh, Sam was in Florida and um, <laughs> had to like stand outside and kind of get on a rooftop almost to get a T-Mobile signal out in the country. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that I switched back to T-Mobile and they're really changing the game now and they're it's a different ball game than it once was. T-Mobile's taking the lead and this again, this example about um, you know the SpaceX tests being done with T-Mobile. So my headline for this says T-Mobile jumps into the game as well. Um, highlights this kind of thing where it's like, mm, you're doing some pretty cool stuff. Pretty soon you're telling me that, hey, you might be able to add, you know, I don't know, $5 a month to my account or whatever it is, and then all my lines on my account can go ahead and use this texting service with, you know, 100 free texts a month or whatever the deal is, and, you know, then I can do this. And, you know, now it's starting to get like, hmm, I could spend 60 bucks a year if my whole family could be able to do that in a backup emergency. That'd be well worth it. It's starting to be where it would be well worth it. Whereas the difference is instead of 120 or 30 a month for a single satellite phone, a device all on its own that I got to make sure I keep charged or it's no good when I need it thing. Now I'm in a situation where it's like, Hey, 
I can just use my own cell phone and hit this. I don't know if you go into a software app or what you do to where it knows, but and you know, hey, the 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 Elon T-Mobile texting app on your phone can do this or whatever. I mean, I don't know if that's how it works yet because, like I say, they're just starting to test this. Uh, and I don't know what a lot of times it it'll look way different on the other side of the test than when it starts too. Yeah. So we don't know what it really is going to be in the real world yet, but we know that it's real enough to make happen, and we know that he's got approval from the government to do it, and we know that it's going to change the game when he does, right? Oh, yeah. I think the key is that being, like you said, on a on your cell phone that you already have that's already charged and is already with you, that's, a, that's going to be a game changer. It sure is. So there you have it. Um, Amazon is in the news as well, and I guess they bring their – AI-powered image generator to fire TV. Lauren or Lauren Forstel uh, writes this one, and I guess uh, Amazon is officially rolling out the ability to create AI-generated images on Fire TV devices. I think this is pretty cool. Starting now, they say, the feature is available in the United States for users with a second-generation Fire Stick uh, for KMIC. K4 TV and Omni something series, big old long thing here. Anyway, it's 4K Max, and it's the, quote, Fire TV Omni QED series or whatever. Anyway, all these details. But uh, all I'm telling you is I think this thing is pretty neat because it means you can at first just doodle and draw things and stuff, and it might be great. Um, I don't know if you're – I've never thought of using my TV as something to draw on, though, Jay. So things are getting strange, but I'm telling you – this is where AI and some of these technologies start to build a use that you didn't even know you needed. Well, I think what this is doing in this case is um, doing digital landscapes, uh, imagining things. It's it's like digital art, and um, it will generate new ones um, based on AI. And so you kind of feel like, hey, every time you see something, it's like this has never been seen before. This is you know completely independent and been generated just for me. Um, I think that a little bit Amazon's kind of riding on just the AI buzzword. I mean, everybody wants AI. And, Do you and there's, think that, that people are going to be able to draw, though, and draw their own stuff and then have AI take off on what they've drawn and things? I don't think anybody's going to be able to draw on it, like if you mean put pen to paper virtually. Um, I think that they may be able to put inputs into it or maybe say some things like, um, you know, you show me grassy things or whatever kind of kind of like you do right now i mean if you play with chat gpd4 you can prompt it and it will use dally to generate images but even then you might be able to revise it a little bit in the sense of you could say no make this different but every time it generates it generates a new image you can't even take that one image let's say you just made a birthday cake and you want to say um you know put so-and-so's name on it put put chris's name on it it's going to draw a whole different one with the word chris on it and it's going to be it's not as um, fine-tuned, as you might think, and as far as people being able to draw, yeah, in other words, you're not able to you're not able to just refine on the fly and make it nicer. And hey, I love this, but get rid of this. Yeah, and this and this. it's not a progressive thing. It's a here it is, one shot. That's what you get from what you gave me. Right? It's yeah, it's all new. I mean, of course, it's based on a, a trained set, an enormous right. trained set, but it's 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 all new mashups of sort of that that kind of thing and those kind of styles. And so I think you, you might be able to contribute to it and kind of shape the direction like, oh, you know, I like uh, Picasso-looking landscapes or whatever. But I don't think you're going to be able to really have too much hands-on with the, with the output. Well, and this is the first generation. And like I started out saying, this might s- seem kind of cartoonish right this second. 
Uh, but if you wait and give them time and the hardware gets better and the whatever gets better, and pretty soon you might eventually start these iterative things that can really do some stuff we haven't thought about. In other words, you have an AI image generator at your fingertips on your TV. Now, the question becomes over time, what can you do with that, right? And what capabilities can we give it to give it wings? And this is kind of first draft. It's like this new you know, satellite cell phone capability on my cell phone without even upgrading my phone. Yeah. And you go, yeah, it might be in its infancy. I might only be able to send texts in six months and maybe get a, a phone call through in a year or whatever, two years from now, future stuff. But it's kind of like that in its, in its iteration, though. What can this AI image generator do? Can it eventually start to watch movies and produce, um, for example, images of people and things and whatever in the set? Uh, if I watch a movie and hit a button, and what, what, where is this going to go and how um, unique – are the deliveries on this going to be is the real kind of discussion point for me, Jay, about this. Yeah, I th it's only going to get better and more advanced as we go. And I, I think eventually people will be able to say things like, um, you know, Seinfeld went out of uh, syndication, you know, long ago or, or out of new episodes. But someone who just loves that could say to AI, you know, just make up a new episode of Seinfeld and it would just be able to do it. And I, I think that's kind of like the, the target in the future it's for a target but that. we're far off from it and that, that's the oh, point yeah. you're making and you're right but so is this elon musk stuff and it may not even be for me and your generation some of it jay but to think about you know like uh talk or uh, video phones you know when i was a little kid 50 years ago they said hey we're gonna do video phones right now it's here we don't use it near like we thought we would most people you know use it on occasion but not as much as you would think uh and so anyway it's the iteration and the use is different uh, too, but I think in fifty wh whatever years or twenty five years or you know, it's picking the, up though. You know, I saw the delivery is the the circle of when it starts. Discussions to delivery time is getting much faster, and, and so it may not be for me and you, but just imagine what some of this AI stuff will do. I, I saw an article that said that bandwidth worldwide was up twenty five percent from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. And that's just a huge uptake. And it has to do with, sure, people streaming and 4K televisions and everything else. But it's also people making video calls. And it's just it's amazing the growth of data on the web. And I don't think we're going to see that slow down anytime soon. Well, and when you say the growth of data on the web, remember, the more data we feed into this big universe that it's given, what did you call it? Training data. This big training data universe, yeah, so to the speak. the data set. Whatever. The more you feed that data set, the faster and smarter and more it'll go. I mean, it'll it'll iteratively speed up. They're going to blur the lines between consumer and product. You'll be both. Yeah. Well, that sounds kind of scary, Jay. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, <laughs> buckle up, Sam. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. I think, again, you need to remember tech's not good nor evil. It's who's using it and how. And when Google wants to use it, for example, to... Pretend I'm incognito and I'm everything's secret and it's really not. And they kind of lied to me and they're gathering my information all the while. I don't think that's very cool. Not that's cool. That's bogus. Uh, it wasn't cool when they were driving around. Right? It wasn't cool when they were driving around uh, no. mapping everybody's Wi-Fi access points either. Do you remember that? Good point. Yes. Yep. But when they're, you know, literally doing things like this. Hey, Sam, on your current cell phone now, if you have all comms down, buddy, because there's a problem in the world. And you press this button or launch this app or whatever, and you're instantly your phone's a satellite phone now. And you can still communicate and tell your loved ones, hey, we're all good. We love you. Might take us a bit to get there because things are crazy. Everything's out or whatever. And But we're on our way. You know, hey, we're leaving here and going to Arizona or going to Florida or going wherever we're going. Um, you know, expect us. And 
then you know last we knew Sammy was getting on the road to head to us or whatever. You could have little blips of information that can really be really incredibly valuable. Now, see, to me, that's a right use of tech, Jay. Yeah. And, you know, the iPhone 14 is supposed to have this now with the satellite um, where you can text a message um, if you're on Verizon and you have something, you have a clear view of the sky and you have zero um, connectivity. I've never tested it. I have an iPhone 14 and I'm on Verizon, but, I, you know, they say that it's there. I don't know. You know, they have the SOS ability, too, that I think can go over satellite. And then maybe that's part of it. But um, I think they're rolling it out. And I think it's a great – the satellite makes a great mashup to give you that over coverage for when you're out of tower or out of si- signal area. And I think it's a smart thing to do. I'm really impressed yeah. with T-Mobile and uh, SpaceX for putting this together. Yeah, and that's why I say, you know, if delivered right, this could be incredible use of technology. Uh, you know, I just had surgery uh, on my neck, Jay. And the amount of technology that is used in those surgeries is stunning. Oh, yeah. One of these new episodes, I'll tell you all about my surgery and kind of the tech side of that discussion. I know it's a little personal, the surgery part, but I'll, I want to focus on the tech part because, man, it, it, even a guy like me went in there going, wow. Well, we are glad that? that you made it through that because it was pretty serious. And yeah. I might say, I, you know, I heard your first broadcast when you, when you came back, and your voice is better every day. pretty raspy. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough then. It wasn't. Well, yeah. No, it wasn't that bad. But it was. You know, you could tell. You, I saw this. You, you could tell noticeably. Like you'd say, "Well, what's wrong with it?" It didn't sound like you were sick or raspy or anything. Your voice actually sounded a little higher pitch. But I can tell that it's yeah. getting better every day. So, yes, we're it glad is. That, that's the good news. That all turned. But out. I really want to focus on. We'll do an episode. Uh, one, uh, it'll be ne- the next one or two or three, and I'll basically we'll talk about my surgery, <clears throat> and we'll talk about it from all the tech angles that I found fascinating. Tech is getting Neat. so good, Jay. To the blessing oh, of all of us. Yeah. When used right and channeled properly, tech's an amazing, great, wonderful, prosperous thing. I know. It feels like we talk about all the scandals and all the things that can go wrong that we're just pretty negative on tech. And we certainly don't mean to be tech as <laughs> incredible and wonderful. It's all in the hands of who's using it for what purposes. That's right. It's just a tool. And that's why I always want tech to serve you, not to own you. Because I understand that, listen, um, you know what? Tech can do so many incredible things for you that you really need done. And it's really made the world just a much better place. I mean, I have my 15-year-old daughter literally doing a lot of my work for my accounting as I get prepared for taxes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And it saves me a boatload of money and provides money for her to make, you know, to get kind of started in the world, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And I just don't think in the old days you could do that, you know? But nowadays it's like, hey... You can follow this thing, and when you see this, put it here. When you see this, put it here. And when you see this, do this and this and this. She goes through and codes all those things and everything else, and she's pretty young. With modern-day shipping, I can have my daughter that's the same age go in and ship a bunch of products out and stuff. And It's really amazing what technology has allowed people to do. And I got thinking about that, Jay, and to end the show, I got thinking, what in my life from a professional point of view do I do? If there was no electricity, could I do any of it? The answer is I don't think I could do a single thing I do for a living. Nothing sobering thought isn't it (laughs) i could there's nothing that i'd be able to do unless i just you know switch gears into a completely different profession but everything that i do for my money has something to do with electricity and if electricity is off there's not really a single thing i can do because even if i couldn't connect with the phone i mean i would literally if i did any consulting on anything i'd have to literally walk or go to your location to be able to do it yeah but sam's got a a history. He's he done real estate and 
pawn oh, shops and know it. computer stuff and everything. I can go to a total everything. different profession, <laughs> yeah. And I've done that in my life for sure, and I have a lot of experience with that. And that's partly the reason that I'm a consultant on really all things ITJ. Because I'm the general guy that's seen it all from top to bottom. Owning a radio station, I was chief bottle washer and chief engineer. How do you like that? So all I'm saying is that, you know, when you have all these different disciplines, it's it's kind of nice to be able to consult and make life better for people as they make decisions in the complicated IT world. To learn more about us, it's npitechguys.com for the podcast and news. It's networkprovidersinc.com if you want us to work for your business. Thanks so much and make it a great IT tech day, will you? Hey, thanks.